G'day. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. Producing a podcast is costly, both time and money. If you'd like to show your support and offer a one-off payment, even the price of a coffee or a beer, that'd be greatly appreciated and would go a long way to support us. If you'd like to leave a donation, head to the show notes of this episode and click on the ACAST supporter link. Be sure to leave your message of support too. Thanks again. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The thoughts and opinions shared in this podcast are just that. It's up to the listener to decide what is true and what is not true. This podcast talks about domestic violence and death. It contains adult themes and coarse language. If you need help or you are affected by such issues, you can contact your nearest help centre such as Lifeline on 131114 or DV Connect on 1800 811 811. Discretion is advised. G'day guys, welcome to Beanham Valley Road. I'm Jamie Pulse and this is a bonus episode. Now I was meant to release the finale and I was intending on doing that for Halloween. There's several reasons why I can't do that. It's going to be a few days late, so please be patient. But in the meantime, I have a conversation with someone I want to share with you, and that person's name is Graham. And I'll introduce him now. I hope you enjoy it and stay tuned. Okay, so this person here I'm about to introduce you guys to, his name is Graham Crowley. And Graham first reached out to me after listening to Beanham Valley Road. And since then, we have struck up a bit of a friendship. Now, Graham is a ex-police officer, and I'll let him introduce himself to you and his history. Here he is. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good, thanks. And listen, before we go any further, I really want to say again how impressed I am with you and um, being in Valley Road. An awesome podcast, and you're doing a great job. And uh, congratulations! I, I just think it's fantastic. And you've you've told without stealing your thunder, you've told me what you've got coming up. I believe your next um, episode is going to be nothing short of of dynamite. It it will it will just take this podcast into the next level. So, mate, what can I say? Congratulations! Just keep up the good work. Um, it's a it's a story that really really needs to be told. Uh, for the life of me, uh, I can't understand why no one was ever arrested in this in this matter. Um, my background, as you know, but your listeners don't, I'm ex-Queensland um, Police. I did uh, 12 years, um, 10 of which were a detective. Um, after that, I was a private investigator. Um, I've investigated a lot of cases, and after listening to um, Beanham Valley Road, I was just gobsmacked literally gobsmacked that uh, an arrest hadn't been made. And and frankly, I think if you had not made this podcast, I, I don't think an arrest would be made. But I, I'm confident that um, 
that your podcast will actually result in someone facing trial for the offence of murder, which they should. Oh, well, thank you very much for listening and for your kind words and your advice. You have given me advice throughout this podcast since you first reached out, uh, which I've really appreciated because, you know, you do have a very broad experience within legal matters and with law enforcement. And you first talked to me about a case that you wrote a book about. Did you want to go into any of that? Sure. Um, I've been investigating uh, a murder in southeast Queensland for some 25 years, a uh, very controversial case. There's a lot of people think that the the um, the person who was con- convicted of that murder, in fact, did the murder, and uh, he, he actually served life imprisonment. I uh, instead chose to uh, listen to the evidence, and the evidence told me quite clearly that uh, he didn't commit the murder, couldn't have committed the murder. And, in fact, after he, he served 15 years, by the way, and uh, after his release, uh, his conviction was overturned, uh, which r- raises a, a whole new problem because uh, he, he's, he's in a situation where he's not guilty but he's not innocent either. The conviction wasn't quashed, it was overturned, which means that um, he, he's, he's not... Uh, it, it just means that... Um, you know, he hasn't been convicted of the matter. And the DPP have said that they won't they won't prosecute him again because um, he's already served life imprisonment. Um, he could, this guy could easily walk away from this and say, well, I've, uh, I've served life imprisonment. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to get on with my life, uh, assuming that he is guilty. And, um, and, That'd be the end of it. But he's actively campaigning for a reinvestigation. He's act- actively campaigning for a coroner's inquest, uh, which you know opens up a can of worms because uh, it-, it could be shown conclusively uh, that he uh, he actually did do the murder. Um, just on that conclusively, I-, I say because there was there was never any admissions by him. There was never any motive. There was never any witnesses. Uh, what connected him to the crime was uh, forensic evidence and circumstantial evidence, which uh, which is the majority of which has been um, refuted. So uh, he's sort of in a position where if he can, can, continues to campaign long and hard, he may end up um, proving himself to be guilty, which uh, I actually don't believe will ever happen. Um, and just on that point, you know, an interesting point, there was, there's never been a, a coroner's inquest into that murder. And under Queensland law, um, there is a requirement by law that a coroner's inquest be, be held, but it's never there's never been one held into the uh, murder of Leanne Holland. And, um, so is that for every murder? Every murder. Every, every death where a... Um, where there's not an attending doctor, where there's not a certificate of death, where a doctor cannot say how death occurred, um, there must be a coroner's inquest. Uh, there is a there is a kicker though. If the police arrest someone in relation to that case, then the coroner can say, well, there's no need to hold a coroner's inquest. And in this case, this guy was arrested, so the coroner said, oh, well, there's no need to hold uh, to hold an inquest because someone's been arrested for the murder. But uh, his conviction was ended up being overturned. So, in effect, uh, 
no one's been arrested for the murder. And uh, he has written to the Attorney General, as have at least uh, 8, 10 or 12 other people who have requested uh, a coroner's inquest be held into her death. And um, the reply has been, and I've seen it in writing, the reply has been based on what the Queensland Police have said, it's not in the public interest. Now, this this is not coming out of the QPS budget. They don't have to pay for the inquest. So why would they not want a coroner's inquest be held? And um, and I note in your case, a coroner's inquest is going to be held, and that's really important and significant because I'm confident that when when there is uh, a coroner's inquest held into the death of Kira, uh, I'm confident that the coroner, but, and I'm basing this purely on what uh, I've heard, Jamie, through your podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm confident that the coroner will order that uh, a person stand trial for murder, or or that it be be redirected to the um, to the homicide squad to to review that evidence. And while you're talking about coronials, just given your experience with them. What exactly is a coronial and how does it operate and how does it work? Just for the listeners who have no idea. Okay. Well, it's easy. Uh, usually a magistrate in, um, in the magistrate's court, they, um, they, hear, they call everyone and anyone um, who has some involvement in the case. For instance, Kira's family can appoint a solicitor to appear for them and they can ask for, for people um, to to be called to give evidence. So the coroner hears, and there's a lot of evidence that you wouldn't hear in a trial. You know, there's like hearsay and there's uh, third-party evidence and stuff that wouldn't ordinarily go, w- wouldn't see the light of day in a trial. It can be given, that evidence can be given in a, in a coroner's court or coroner's inquest. And um, and from that, the coroner can make a decision as to uh, uh, as to the findings of how Kira died. And um, people people don't have to give evidence like that. You, you can call someone, for instance, to a coroner's court and they can refuse to give evidence. Um, the coroner can actually order them to to answer the question, but if they implicate themselves, that that evidence can then no longer be used in a trial. So, generally, as a as a rule of um, practice, generally the coroners don't force someone to answer a question. If someone is subpoenaed to go to a coroner's court and and ask a question, you know, were you present at the time of her death or whatever, and they say, oh, I don't wish to answer that. That's the end of it. They they don't push it. They don't want to risk losing any evidence they they gain yeah. from that person being it, it, telling exactly. under duress. Exactly. Yeah. You with your case, Graham, that you've been uh, investigating. Yeah, you're working alongside, or you're basically by yourself, but you're also in contact with the, uh, this bloke who's been in jail for fifteen years. You're working with his defence uh, barrister and sure. a few other people, and there is discussion and possibility that we could be doing a podcast on this in the near future. That, that's right. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of support. There's a groundswell of support um, that this is a wrong conviction um, and there's a lot of people who um, are actively 
assisting that. Like I said before, it's very controversial. There is there are people who who do believe that um, the conviction was solid and that um, he he was the the offender. But there's a similar number of people who who say that it was a wrongful conviction. So yeah, um, a podcast. What we've determined is that um, possibly the next important step is to try and force the Queensland government to hold a coroner's inquest into her death so that all these matters that have come out and um, and have never seen, did not see the light of day at the trial uh, can be heard in, a, in an open, in an open uh, environment. And I've told you, you know, I wrote a book, Who Killed Leanne Holland? Um, there's a lot of material in there that was never, ever uh, at the trial. So we're keen for a coroner's court to be held so that these matters can, can, can see the light of day. Exactly. So listeners, watch this space because a future podcast could happen. Yep, that's, that's, look, that's definitely on the cards. And that's, as you know, that's what I've, one of the reasons I've been talking to you about it is I have a person in mind um, for the murder. In fact, I've, if, if you read the book, I, there's three people that I've nominated who are more likely to have committed that murder um, than Graham Stafford. Two of them are serving life in prison for murder, would you believe? But obviously they weren't, they weren't in prison at the time of Leanne's death. The third one is, is a very interesting character and uh, I, could, I could spend the rest of the night just uh, talking about him, but I won't. But I have a photo of a person that was taken in 1991 and I would really like to know what that person look like, looks like today. And I'm, I'm wondering if one of your listeners has a skill set that if they saw that photo, uh, they could use their makeup uh, experience or photographic experience to show what that person would look like today. Uh, he, he is a person of interest in the case. And um, as a, just as a, as a sweetener, I actually have a photo that was taken in 2019 who, of, of a male that I believe to be the same person as that photo from 1991. So if someone was able to project that photo forward and say, this is what I think that man looks like today, uh, I could then produce the other photo and say, well, this is the person that I actually think is, is the same person and let's see how close those, um, those resemblances are. Okay, sounds good. So if anyone out there has a skill set to do just that, get in contact with me on the Beenham Valley Road Facebook or Instagram page or you can send me an email at info at 610mediagroup.com and I will put you in touch with Graham and we'll get this thing happening. So if that's your skill set, let me know. Uh, and I should add that that would be totally confidential. There's, there's no onus, there's no court appearances, there's nothing. It's just doing, having a look at, look at it. And um, Yeah, you're just ticking the boxes. Yeah. Thanks again, Graham. I really appreciate you spending the time to talk to me and I look forward to working with you in the future and I hope our listeners do too. And, yeah, all the best, mate.
Mate, uh, thanks, Jamie. And I tell you, I'm really looking forward to hearing your next um, your, your next episode. All right. Thanks again, mate. It's going to be a cracker. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers, Graham. Thanks, Jamie. See you, mate. All right, guys. That was Graham. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for that finale. And again, please share Bean and Valley Road with anyone you might know who might enjoy it. Thank you. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.